Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. We shall just start around the room. Good afternoon, Raymond. Good afternoon, uh, Rick. And Rick. And good afternoon, Mr. Trey Biddy. Good afternoon. Trey Biddy's on already? Trey Biddy is on already. Well, you know, I thought we'd start off today, Randy, by talking about what we're all going to do with an open date, because we haven't had one in quite a while, and uh, we can look forward to next Saturday, and wouldn't that be a good subject to broach today? Not. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go to the basketball game. Not. That's a great idea. That's a yeah. great idea. That's good. So I'm not sure, Trey, where to start. So, uh, in sure this... you are. You know exactly where to start. <laughs> <laughs> so, Trey, I'll let you start wherever you would like to begin. Huh. Well, I mean, it had to happen. I mean, it had to. And yep. with, the, with the timing of everything, with the bye week coming up, um, just a ridiculously stagnant offense against a defense that gives up a lot of yards and a lot of points to other teams uh, and Arkansas to look the way they did. No choice but to terminate uh, Danny Nos and try something new. And I would expect them moving forward. First of all, I think I thought Sam did a great job in the press conference today. Doing a great job in the press conference isn't going to save your job, but uh, I thought he handled it about as well as could be expected. Um, and I mean, the big question is, what's it going to take for Sam to save his job? Well, Trey, impossible. I, I only on this particular point do I disagree with you. When okay. Sam says this offense was stagnant from the very beginning, now is he talking all the way back to spring, or is he just talking about to the fall? If you knew it was stagnant, had no life, had no energy, uh, they were not – apparently willing to play hard for Danny Nose because he said that um, they never had the spirit or they believe in you, that they would run through the wall for you. If you knew all that, why did you wait this long then to make the change with Danny Nose? They had their struggles on offense. I think we could obviously point now. Just because Danny Nose is fired doesn't mean everything's good. No. They still can't, they still no. can't block anybody. Um, the BYU game, you know, they put up. 31 points. Um, you know, that maybe not all been just because of the offense. Uh, LSU, they played pretty well on offense overall. I mean, they went all the way down the field and scored at the end of the game and everything. And so they, to me, the offense that I saw them running in spring and in fall camp is not the offense that we saw them running, you know, out there uh, as the season progressed. It felt like it got more and more uh, tight and less creative and started seeing a lot of the same stuff over and over again almost like they felt like they had to had to do these things to to win games the and i think a lot of that is a reaction to we can't block anybody and so you know you heard sam Pittman talk all the time about moving the pocket and doing more boots and stuff like that and we didn't ever see it just like we got to get out of the pocket and they threw 29 passes from the pocket on saturday uh, so it's almost felt like Enos was just kind of stubborn in some ways about uh, how he was going to call the offense, and it obviously wasn't working. It's just it was just very bizarre uh, overall. Uh, I think in this day and age in college football, and I've said before that I like to see, you know, 
I like a pro style attack. I like a multiple offense. But in this day and age in college football, the way the rules rules are set up, and what works, it's it's a hurry up, no huddle spread. That's just what works in college football. That's what you kind of have to run. So I'm hoping that they'll get back to more of that with Kenny Guyton calling plays, which that doesn't just mean that everything's going to be fixed either with Kenny Guyton uh, calling plays. But they've got to do something different. I thought Dan, or excuse me, I thought Sam Pittman put it about it as on point as he could. Is they had no spirit. They had no spirit on offense. It's just, it's just dead. And they're in a game fighting to win the game, and they trot out there like, you know, it's 35 to nothing. You know, that's kind of what it felt like the whole game. So uh, he had no choice but to fire. Danny knows uh, they still have problems blocking. It's not just the offensive line. The backs can't pick up blocks. The tight ends can't block. Uh, there's there's plenty of other issues uh, with this group. And uh, now I think the question becomes, what does Sam Pittman have to do to save his job if it's not already lost? Is it winning four in a row? Is it winning three out of the next four? You know, that would mean not getting to a bowl game. What is it, and I can promise you the way you feel about it right now is different than how you'll feel about it when you're sitting in it. And it always also goes back to, you know, this idea. Nobody was talking about Sam Pittman's job security before the season started, you know. I don't think anybody was saying Sam, uh, Chad Morris is probably going to be fired in year two ahead of that season or that Brett Bielema was probably going to get fired in year five. It, you, everything is fine until it isn't. And... uh that's just the way college football works nowadays. You got to win or else. And so that's what I'm I'm curious to know what people think and try to try to put yourself in it when it's happening. What does Arkansas have to do? What does Sam Pittman have to do uh, to remain the coach at Arkansas? And should he? Well, Trey, Those are the questions. Here, to Randy's point, and Randy made a very good point. If there's been no spirit in the offense, and I agree, hey, they scored 21 at Alabama, you know, that, that against a very good defense. But if there's been no spirit since the outset, then the question is, it's the head coach's responsibility to instill some spirit. Now, yeah. a, a Razorback player who played on the 1991 Razorbacks told me he was an offensive player. He said Jack Crow as head coach was about as monolithic as a head coach can be. And so while he's speaking, Joe Kynes, the defensive coordinator, is firing the defense up. This player played on offense, and he said, I'm listening to Joe Kynes because he's firing me up. The head coach isn't Mm -hmm. doing it, but he is. And so we all love Sam Pittman. We all love him. I, I, I think he's an absolutely wonderful man. But if the offensive coordinator can't fire the team up, well, somebody else needs to, right? Yes. I agree with you. So, I agree with you 100%. It, so it took eight games, you know, and, and, yeah. and again, I, I, I've been told that Sam may not be at risk regardless, and then I've been told by others that say he is at risk. We, we don't know that, you know, because the point is, if you fire him, you got to come up with another $25 million. Uh, if they don't, if he goes, if he has three wins, then I don't see how you can. Yeah, I, I, I know. I don't see how I, you can keep him. I mean, I you talk about something. But, but of those four games left, and even Florida International, as bad as they are, were they any worse than Arkansas? I, I, I don't know. Can they win a game? Right. But, like, you can't you can't have a toxic offseason. You just can't. Yeah. In this day and age in college football, you cannot go into the yeah. offseason where it's just completely toxic. And, you know, if you, if you do keep Sam Pittman this year, 2024 ought to be something else. It yeah. better be something else. Because if it's right. not – then you're just delaying the inevitable. You know, what I look at also when we look at the roster and the potential for this team next year and 
you know, if they I know stay. it feels like all, all hope is lost, but look at how much they turned around this defense yeah, from a year. That's right. I mean, remarkable turnaround. And if he can recognize it and has continued to grow as a head coach, because that was part of the deal with Sam Pittman. He hadn't been a head coach, and kind of there's some learning on the job. Um, if he can turn things around, they have an opportunity to, you know, field a really good defense again next year because basically everybody but Antonio Greer and probably Dwight McLaughlin can come back next year. I mean, basically all your key players, that's pretty remarkable. Um, and then the offensive side of the ball, they've got to figure out a way to get it fixed by hiring the equivalent of what they did with Travis Williams basically on offense. And, and maybe that's harder to do on offense because of, you know, the timing and everything with the offense and, you know, changing probably at quarterback and, and stuff like that. But if they don't, if Pittman isn't retained, then you're going to see a lot of players exit the program. And some people may be fine. Fine. It's not like they're winning anyway, and I get that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can almost guarantee that 2024 is going to be a lot of rebuilding and you know yeah. a tough well, season. But at the same time, if it doesn't work out under Pittman in 2024 and they have to find you're just delaying it to 2025. Well, here's what grieves me. You mentioned the defensive coaches. I've watched this for a long time. Yeah. This is maybe the best defensive staff that's been assembled at Arkansas in years, maybe decades. These guys are amazing, and they're amazing recruiters. Now, can they recruit receivers and quarterbacks? I don't know. but So my thought is, but if Sam's gone, they're all gone, unless you elevate one of them to head coach. And so, I, and I don't think that's going to happen. So it's not going to happen grieves, because, but yeah, that's yeah. what grieves me is losing a, a coaching staff that these guys are absolutely fantastic. And if I Sam is you. a coach next year, whatever it costs, because I'm telling you, they're so good, people are going to come after them. And yeah. whatever it costs to keep them, that's what you got to pay. If you're going to pay your quarterback what they're paying KJ, they better pay those defensive coaches whatever it takes to keep them. All right, Trey, I am of the opinion that Sam Pittman is like a lame duck governor or a lame duck politician. And that mm-hmm. means he comes back next year. You don't think, even if it's announced, the moment he is announced that he is returning next year, this is my opinion, my opinion only. He's going to get killed in the transfer portal. He's going to get killed in the NIL game because opposing coaches are going to tell potential recruits he's going to be gone after this year. He's lucky yeah. he got this year. In my opinion, he is he is in a lame duck position, and even if he wins two more, put him to four, I don't think that's still enough because that is not showing any progress whatsoever. Mm-hmm. In fact, it continues to go backwards nine to six, and I'm uh, actually I should say eight to six, then to four because we're talking regular season victories. Gained the seventh victory last year in the bowl game. Gained the ninth victory in the bowl game against Penn State. So eight to six to four. To have been on the yeah. road, have been on the road for four weeks. You come home for homecoming. Your 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 fans, <clears throat> excuse me, are all excited about everything. And you come out and lay a giant egg, a giant yeah. egg, and your fans are going like, "I'm not I'm not going to take this stuff. 
I've got people yeah. calling me saying, I'm not, don't, I'm not giving them any more money for football. And, Absolutely. And, and, this, and con- this continues. It's going to snowball. And, and the thing that got Danny Ford fired was there was a no- November game, about 25,000 people in the seat. in seats you know he's gone. And if Arkansas goes to Florida a week after next and get knocked off or get embarrassed, then Katie bar the door. Yeah, um, you know, I, they couldn't have they couldn't have bookended that road game, that road stretch any worse than they did. No, I mean, it was listless. Yeah, I mean, there was no spark out there. You know, Hunter Juracek put that tweet out about the players deserve to come home to a packed stadium and stuff, and um, and I get it. You know, it's the emotion right after the Alabama game, twenty four twenty one had a shot in that one, yeah. but. To say deserve, like, I, I just think about, you know, the, the guy that drives up from, you know, eastern Arkansas with his yeah. family and Win. spends a fortune on tickets and two-night hotel stay and, you know, $12 beer and I don't know how much a hot dog is, $5 probably. Um, you know, and for the whole family, you end up spending $800 in concessions and all the time just to watch that. I mean, and deserves it. And the, the money you have to spend to buy season tickets and donate to the university and all that stuff. Deserve is a strong word, <laughs> in that. Yeah. but I get it. You know what he was coming off of. But uh, I, I think about those people. Like that's a lot. That's a lot. That's that's what you. That's what your weekend is. Yeah. You, you know. I mean, and it's a and it's not cheap. Uh, so yeah, the, this 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 fans deserve more. Like they've had a few bright spots here and there. You know, 2015 was an all right season, and 2021 uh, was. You know, a fun season, and that's like been it for the last for the last decade. And that's just it's just unfair to Arkansas fans. And this this program should be in much better shape than it than it is. And um, you know, to your point, Randy, about the lame duck status of everything. Um, you know, the recruit reaction so far has been pretty good. They'll lose some recruits probably even still. It's just the, kind of the nature of the beast. But the recruit reaction has been pretty good. And it, I don't think it means as much today because. If you go to Arkansas and the lame duck, lame duck staff everybody's telling you about is fired, you can just hit the portal and start over again, you know. Um, and for a lot of the transfers, you're talking about guys that are in their final year. Right. Um, and I think also a big part, you know, when you're talking about transfers, like for this defense, as I mentioned, like you're talking about, you know, probably losing Dwight McLaughlin to the draft and Antonio Greer will be out of eligibility. And then everybody else can come back, you know. To me, that's that's as big as like you know recruiting out of the transfer portal. Also, um, offensively, they they've got to show some signs of life, some kind of way, and uh, they got to get some offensive linemen in here. I mean, and and probably some more explosion at wide receiver. They've got some guys young, like you know Isaiah Satania is going to be a good player for them. Uh, I'm a little surprised that he hasn't taken off more than he has already, but um, part of that's <laughs> they just can't throw the ball downfield yeah. at all. Trey, one one other concern that, that I came from his press conference today, Sam Pittman's press conference today, was the statement that he made about getting involved with the offense. All of it, he'll be spending time now in the offensive room, the planning, the play calling, the game scheming, all of that. The lesson I hope that Coach Pittman learned out of this, you can't just be a CEO. You're held responsible for everything. And why now, knowing back is against the wall, that you're going to have to start saying no to some people. 
You're going to have to yeah. start saying, if I'm going down, I'm going down my way. And I hope that's a lesson he did learn from this. He let, apparently, Enos have every final decision concerning this offense. You were saying, oh, well, we're going to take snaps underneath center. Oh, well, we finally saw one the other day, thank goodness, on fourth and one. But that never came to pass. I mean, there's so many things that you're saying. Uh, he was asked about Isaiah Satania. Well, you got so many darn plays in the playbook, we got to narrow it down. And he just kind of got lost in the shuffle. What? Oh, my gosh. Randy, Randy's so done. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think Randy is definitely. Randy's boy. over it. You're oh not thinking gosh. I'm listening to every word he's saying? Yes, I am. <laughs> you know, Trey, if, uh, if Sam's back next year, I hope he never listens to Drive Time Sports. Uh, <laughs> he turns it around, I'll be the first on. one to pat him on the back. Hey, and that, mm. let's, let's go back to the fan base. When it starts snowballing, that snowball yeah. rolls and gets bigger and bigger in a hurry. Oh, yeah. And let me yeah, tell you absolutely. what, the snowball's rolling down the hill right now. Yeah, that's the problem. Yep. I'm talking Saturday. about the fans. I'm not talking about the players. Left Saturday knowing that much of the fan base is feeling just like Randy is. And oh, that, yeah. That's the hard, I put up and any... it's hard to get them back. It is hard to get them back. Oh, yeah. It's real hard. And it's almost impossible. And you can put up a poll right now on Twitter or, or any anywhere on social media and ask if Sam Pittman should be back, and you're going to get an overwhelming majority of people saying no, they want to change. And, um, yeah, I mean, you can't blame them <laughs> at this point. Well, you well just here's can't. what he would need to do, Trey, from a public relations standpoint. If Sam Pittman's the coach next year, he needs to go to every Razorback club meeting that there is, and he needs to ask for their – forgiveness for last year their patience and their support you know i don't know if they do that much anymore but they need to do it this year if that's the case if, if he's if there's a new coach then whoever the new coach is needs to go to every razorback club meeting hunter needs to go with them and they need to ask the fans to stay with the program because because again i think they i think they lost a lot of the fan base saturday oh no question no question they have and you know it's it's unfortunate it's played out like this because the defense has yeah. played so well. I mean, you were talking oh about they're at, they have lost these six games by five touchdowns total, 36 yeah. points. I mean, that's six points a game is what they've lost these by. And that's that's one thing that jumps out to me, but it's also a really disturbing t- trend to be one and nine in your last ten one-possession games. Just, well, how about five and 14 overall? So I figured this, yeah. the only one worse percentage-wise since Jack Mitchell – was Chad Morris, who was one and seven in one possession games. Bielema yep. was seven and thirteen. That's better than Pittman. Uh, you can go back to uh, Danny Ford. Actually, had a great record, eleven and seven. Jack Crow was three and seven. Percentage-wise, that's better than Pittman. Jack Crow was three and seven. Uh, <laughs> Frank Broyles was thirty-nine and thirty. Lou Holtz was fifteen and twelve. I went back and looked at all this because I'm thinking, has anybody lost more one possession games than Sam Pittman in the last fifty years? And that's and that's a hard one. You, you got to win your share. I wonder what Nick Saban's record is in one possession games, oh and how gosh. many he's actually <laughs> how many he's actually been in though. Yeah, probably not near as many from Maybe you know not. ratio standpoint. Well, he was in one two weeks ago when he won it. Yep, sure did. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna try to squeeze. That, I, in. I saw that game. Let's try to squeeze <laughs> me, in real quick. The ghost of Razorback Tom. He's got a question for Trey. Wow, boy. Oh, oh, I this went the wrong direction. This is Tony. Tony, you'll have to ask it because we're about out of time. But that's cool. I'll make it real quick. Uh, thanks for taking my call first. But, uh, Trey, you go to practices. You've been to practices last year and this year. Some probably yeah. not a lot, as many as you'd like to. But, uh, sure. but 
the play calling is atrocious this year. We all know this. Mm-hmm. But there's plays from last year. Just because you're OC doesn't mean the playbook leaves with him. You know, you can still use some of the plays that worked from last year. And uh, being that you're privy to seeing this, are there some plays that you can think of offhand that would work a lot better than what they're calling? I know that well, we saw a lot more RPO in practice than what we're seeing. We're, the, the offense that I've watched in spring and fall, look at the red-white game. I mean, the offense is different. They're not. It's not the same offense that we saw um, leading up to this season. And I think part of it's due to blocking, and, and part of it's just you know KJ is just not comfortable. It's just not not I mean, an I, offensive I just fit don't for think him. You double everything that worked decent last year just uh, just because you get arrogant and want to run your your style of offense. Tony, I mean, thank you. We got to go. Yeah, they should probably fire the coordinator. I think that's a good, good observation, Trey.